This is Unexpected with Hannah Love. In this podcast, you will gain a new perspective of how God loves you enough to call you to things that you couldn't have imagined for yourself. When the summer months are coming and you're trying to fill your kids' time, what's your go-to? Swimming lessons, art class, camp, maybe? It feels like there's so much time ahead of us, and it never fails. The schedule gets as busy as usual. It's just different busy. This summer, set aside some time to slow down and focus on faith with your kids. Awana has a new subscription called Talk About, and it's a perfect way to build Bible time into your days. Just sign up. Try a month for free, and when you love it, because you'll love it, it's only $5.99 a month for weekly content, like subscription discussion guides, Bible activities, and even Spotify playlists to go along with the themes. You could talk faith together for hours or just a few short minutes, knowing you're helping the people that you love the most to see and understand how God shows up every day in their lives. That's an epic summer. Visit TalkAboutDiscipleship.com and use code Hannah to start getting your free content this week. That's TalkAboutDiscipleship.com. Have you ever been presented an opportunity that feels big and amazing, but also kind of terrifying? I'm talking something that would be amazing to do, in theory, (laughs) but so far out of your comfort zone that you literally can't even imagine it for yourself. Because that's exactly where I find myself right now. As I'm pre-recording this episode for Monday, I am simultaneously getting ready to go and do something that is pretty intimidating to me. I've been asked to be the speaker at a conference. It's an honor to be sure, but it's also something that opens me up to potential failure. Because the truth is, in my own strength, whatever I have to say won't be enough. Whatever I say It will have to be God-given and delivered by the Holy Spirit. And with that in mind, I agreed. (laughs) This podcast was quite the leap of faith for me to begin with, but I'll be honest in sharing that I hadn't thought of it leading to other, more public opportunities. At least with a podcast, nobody can see me and I can read what I've studied and prepared with the security of knowing that I can edit or correct anything as needed. Speaking live, though, and in front of hundreds of people, it's a whole other thing. But I did say yes, and I have to say, God has shown up to remind me that He is in control. Just this weekend, He reminded me. See, I attended a dinner Saturday night. I don't commit to a lot of social events, so this was rare for me. I didn't know anyone either, but... I glanced around at the name tags to find my table, and after finding it, I sat. That's when I heard a woman across from me saying, she coaches speakers. My jaw nearly hit the ground as I muttered, you've got to be kidding me. I jokingly asked her if she could get me ready in a few days because I was about to speak at my first conference. After visiting for a while, she said, you're going to think this is a little crazy, but I was praying as I was getting ready to come tonight. I didn't even want to come, and I tried not to, but I felt Holy Spirit nudge me to go. He said it wasn't for me, but that it was for someone who needed to meet me. And now I know it was you. 
I had chills. She said, let this be your affirmation. You're going to go and you're going to be amazing. God is moving and He is using you. He needs you to go because there's something He's going to say through you to change lives. Before the night was over, we exchanged information and she sent me her online courses for speaking. I was teary-eyed driving home that night singing Worthy of It All on repeat by Cece Winans. God is so good to show up in our doubt. He is so good to remind us that if we are obedient, He will do the equipping. If we are obedient, He will see the thing through. It all reminded me of the story of Gideon. Just in case you're not familiar, I'll share a little background to set the stage before going into Scripture. Beginning in the book of Judges, during this time, the Israelites had crossed over the Jordan River. They'd come out of the wilderness and out of Egyptian slavery. The people had rejected God over and over. Despite this, God was still good enough to appoint judges over them. There were no kings yet. In fact, Judges 21-25 says, In those days there were no kings in Israel. Everyone did whatever seemed right to him. Now, this was also a time when the tribes of Israel were supposed to be taking the inheritance God had given them. The land was there, and God had promised it to them, but they still had to go to battle to take the land. The Israelites were terrified, though. Judges 6, 8 sets up the scene. The Lord sent a prophet to them. He said to them, This is what the Lord God of Israel says, I brought you out of Egypt from the power of Egypt and the power of all who oppressed you. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites whose land you live in, but you did not obey me. So, with all this in mind, I will begin reading in Judges. The angel of the Lord came and sat under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abazite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hands of the Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hands. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Gideon replied, If now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it is really you talking to me. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. So Gideon goes and he takes his offering and then he sees the angel of the Lord. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, The Lord is Peace. To this day, it stands in Ophrah of the Abyssalites. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second to tell you about one of our sponsors. Sometimes revival begins in the most unlikely of places, doesn't it? Small decisions, little seeds can make a world of difference. The film Jesus Revolution tells a story just like this. 
It's set during the Jesus movement that swept the nation in the 1970s, starting in Southern California at a little church called Calvary Chapel. In the film, we follow a young Greg Laurie who's been searching for all the right things in all the wrong places, getting carried away by the wild hippie movement. That is, until he meets Lonnie Frisbee, a charismatic street preacher who's passionate about bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the hippies. Lonnie teams up with Pastor Chuck Smith and, in a show of radical hospitality, they open the doors of Chuck's church to the barefoot, long-haired, drug-addled hippies of SoCal. In doing so, they find themselves in a revival that will change the world. Talk about unexpected. Jesus Revolution is rated PG-13 and stars Joel Courtney, Jonathan Rumi, Kimberly Williams Paisley, Anna Grace Barlow, and Kelsey Grammer. So join me in hosting your very own movie night to enjoy Jesus Revolution. Available now on demand, digital, Blu-ray, and DVD. Visit JesusRevolution.movie to learn more. Again, that's JesusRevolution.movie. And now back to our show. Now, this is just me summarizing, but the next thing that happens is that God asks Gideon to tear down his father's idols and replace them with a proper altar to him. Gideon is scared to do it, but is obedient and does it in the night so that no one can see him. Now I'll hop back over to scripture here. Now all of the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern peoples joined forces and crossed over the Jordan and camped in the valley of Jezreel. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, summoning the Abyssalites to follow him. He sent messengers throughout Manasseh, calling them to arms, and also into Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, so that they too went up to meet them. Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand as you have promised, look, I will place a wool fleece on the threshing floor. If there is dew only on the fleece, and all the ground is dry, then I will know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you said. And that is what happened. Gideon rose early the next day, and he squeezed the fleece and wrung out the dew, a bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, Do not be angry with me. Let me make just one more request. Allow me one more test with the fleece, but this time make the fleece dry and let the ground be covered with dew. That night God did so. Only the fleece was dry. All the ground was covered with dew. Early in the morning, Gideon and all his men camped at the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Moray. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands, or Israel will boast against me, saying, My own strength has saved me. Now announce to the army, Anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left, while 10,000 remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, There are still too many men. Take them down to the water, and I will thin them out for you. If I say, This one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say, This one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water. There the Lord told him, Separate those who lap the water with their tongues as a dog laps from those who kneel down to drink. Three hundred of them drank from cupped hands, lapping like dogs. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, With the three hundred men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. 
let all the others go home. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites home, but kept the 300 who took over the provisions and trumpets of the others. Now the camp of Midian lay below in the valley. During the night, the Lord said to Gideon, Get up, go down against the camp, because I'm going to give it into your hands. If you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Purah and listen to what they are saying. Afterward, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Purah, his servant, went down to the outpost of the camp. The Midianites and the Amalekites and all the other eastern peoples had settled in the valley thick as locusts. Their camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream. I had a dream, he was saying. A round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. His friend responded, This can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshipped. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, Get up! The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. I love this story. I always think of it when I hear stories of God using the most unexpected people. He said, My clan is the weakest and I am the least in my family. I mean... Don't we all feel like that sometimes? Like we are all from the smallest places? Like we are all the least qualified? And so God loves to use us here. Because of it, God gets the glory when it isn't who or what people expect. I love too, at the end, how God tells him that if you are afraid to attack, go down and listen and you will be encouraged. Just like I was sitting in doubt and fear for days, I got up and went to this dinner, and I listened, and God gave me encouragement through a woman who is acting in her own obedience. I don't know why, but He always, always blows me away. His faithfulness is limitless. Today, I pray this will be an encouragement to all who hear. If you have something come up that feels big and intimidating, especially if this is something you know is a God-given opportunity, say yes. Be obedient. Don't doubt that God would choose you, because He did. Don't be scared that God has called you, because if He calls you, He'll equip you. And remember that 2 Corinthians 12 reminds us, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. See, sweet friends, He only asks for your obedience. He will do the rest. I pray you'll be encouraged and emboldened today as you remember, if He does it for others, He'll do it for you too. Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode has encouraged you, please feel free to share it with your family and friends. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and my hope is that this show is a candle in the dark.